welcome to this special edition of the Other Bundesliga podcast. The usual team, Tom Midler, Simon Clark, and Lee Wingate. We are all here remotely recording online from home, of course. And uh, of course, it's been an extraordinary situation. It seems like every episode of the Other Bundesliga at the moment is a special edition. It goes without saying that there's no Bundesliga being played at the moment. And uh, we're going to look in this episode about the prospects of how the Bundesliga actually can continue because one way or another, the season will have to be finished. Lee Wingate, why don't you run us through some of the possible scenarios? Because here we are at the start of April 2020 and uh, the scenarios are arguably growing wider and uh, all more possible by the week, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways that could potentially end this season now. Um, I've identified a, a few of those scenarios here, and I think the first one really um, is the reason why we decided to have this chat today, because that's the scenario that the, the Belgian Jupiler League has taken, and uh, that's to declare their season null and void. They've become the, the first European league to do that. And so that is one scenario as well. They could declare the Bundesliga null and void. No champions, no promotion. Um, obviously, it's difficult then. How do you determine what happens in Europe next season? But that's one possibility. Another one which would not be have, uh, would not go down well with reigning champion Salzburg is to declare the status quo, the final placement. The so last would finish as champions. And I don't know, would it be VSG Tirol that would go down as it stands? Or is it St. Poulsen? St. Poulsen. Yeah, it would be St. Poulsen. So obviously there'd be resistance to that one from from Lower Austria. You could complete the season with a delay, which I think is probably what they're targeting at the moment, depending on, on, on when they're able to resume. I suppose they could also com complete a reduced uh, version of the season because for those who don't know how the Austrian season works, after 22 match days, it gets split in two, a top six and a bottom six, and they all play each other home and away. That's 10 fixtures that we still have to go. Um, I suppose they could potentially play five fixtures. They could do a, a draw to see who faces each other home or, or away. Um, and then the final, uh, the final scenario is to complete the season behind closed doors, which uh, you know the Austrian Bundesliga is, is very keen to avoid because, as, as we know ourselves, football isn't really, isn't really all that much without the spectators. But that is one way that they may have to potentially finish the season if they, if they need to. Yeah, definitely. Lots of potential options there. Um, I think something that uh, that makes a difference in Austrian football is that TV money just doesn't play the same... It doesn't have the same weight as it does in, for example, uh, yeah, the Jupiler Liga in, in Belgium, which you talked about. And on a side note on that, I think Bruges were declared champions in that league though. So I don't know whether that means they, they null and voided all the rest of the results. And I know that there's already complication there in terms of what they're going to do with Champions League, what they're going to do with promotion and relegation. They didn't even mention that. It, you know, they've taken quite an extraordinary step to, to finish the league now. But all I know about that is that Bruges have been crowned champions. They did have a 15-point yeah. advantage though. Yeah, so it, it does seem to be kind of a mixture of a null and void and a declare as it stands because Bruges are the champions, but there hasn't been any mention, like you say, of, of what else would happen. Um, but yeah, I think the difference between Belgium and Austria is that Bruges are 15 points ahead and, and Lasker three points ahead. So obviously it, it's a much it's a much closer, tighter race here. And I think that makes it much harder to just simply say we, we, we leave it as it is 
Yeah, just just going back to, to my point about TV money, that is obviously a big, big factor in the decisions of almost all the big leagues in Europe right now. They're really worried about, you know, playing games uh, or not playing games, cancelling the leagues or finishing the leagues. Either of those options obviously reduces TV money because remaining fixtures will be missed out. In Austria, you don't really have that problem. The, the same issue it almost is switched around what you really don't want to do is play games behind closed doors because then the clubs miss out on all the ticket money as well as the bit of tv money that they get so in many ways for austria doesn't it seem you know what what can they do with this sort of wiggle room that they're not worried about tv money is there anything that that sort of opens up for them simon um i'm not sure i mean the thing is with austrian football is that there isn't like Millions and millions of euro, euros floating about. Um, a lot of the clubs in the league will, will get the majority of their revenue from selling tickets, as well as a, a small amount from TV revenue as well. So I understand why the why the Austrian Federation is so keen on finishing these games with a crowd, because I mean, uh, in the a lot of the teams in the league will be will have their financial. Uh, the total for the end of the season will we'll be focused on having people in the crowd selling tickets. So I can understand that they'd want to avoid this financial hole that might come. But I mean, yeah, I, it's such a hard call to make, in my opinion, because you want the clubs to be able to uh, survive by selling these tickets. And you're seeing a lot of clubs selling tickets to to, to matches that aren't there, like I think Vaca Innsbruck and I think Altac have sold these tickets. I think Austria Vienna also have done that as well. And um, yeah, it's just an interesting time to see what these authorities will come up with. Yeah, in many ways, I personally feel that sort of playing the rest of the season behind closed doors is, is almost one of the worst options. Mm. And I know Austria have been really keen to avoid that. But the fact that the Belgian league this week has announced that they're finishing it as it is does that you know could that be the first step towards other leagues actually taking the same you know choice and is that perhaps a precedent which other teams are going to look at in the coming days and weeks you know whatever they're feeling like now are they going to feel different about it in a few weeks time and and has this opened the floodgates potentially Lee? I mean yeah maybe Maybe it, maybe it has. I think as well, it was probably more of a controversial decision to uh, crown Bruges Belgian league champions than, than it would be in Austria. Two teams in Austria are smaller, three between Lask and Salzburg. There is a, a degree of symmetry which Austria currently has at the moment, which, which none of the other leagues in Europe have. And, and that's the fact that all the teams in the league have played each other exactly twice. So in terms of whether Austria could, could follow Belgium in, in, in doing that and declaring last champions, you'd have to say that, that, it, that now is the perfect time before the, the championship or relegation rounds get underway here, which I think is probably something that makes Austria a bit unique compared to a lot of other countries that are considering the same thing. I think that's absolutely true. If it wasn't for the revenue of these 10 extra games... Um, and of course, those 10 extra games include all the big sides at the top of the league against each other twice. So the revenue would be more significant from those games. If it wasn't for that, then I think they would be in a great place to call the league off here. 
you know, everybody, I think, realises that Lasker are fair and square leaders at the moment. It would be six points if you cut off the league before the divide, which is sort of as, as we stand now. So you could argue that Lasker are six or three points ahead, um, whichever way you want to look at it. But either way, they are in the league after 22 games. Um, it just opens up a, a lot of difficulty, doesn't it? Because where where do you go? You know, of course, you come back to that, that age-old issue of what then happens to Champions League places, to promotion, to relegation. You're going to have lawsuits left, right and centre. You know, we've already had Reed in the second division saying that they would launch a, law, a lawsuit if they don't get promoted this year because they need it. Um, and, and the clubs in Austria really need the money in a way that a lot of clubs across Europe, you know, they can survive differently through this tough period. You know, the, the businesses in Austria are much smaller. They're much more sort of normal business-sized uh, entities. And, and without playing football, it's really damaging for them, you know, for their existence more so than it is perhaps in other countries. Yeah, and I think a lot of Austrian clubs will be casting a bit of a worrying eye towards what UEFA said following the decision to award Bruges the title in Belgium. They've basically said that, um, well, they've warned that ending competitions early could lead to clubs forfeiting European places, which seems like a bit of a way to pressure the respective leagues around Europe to keep their options open for as long as possible. And, you know, Austrian clubs that have a chance of getting into Europe won't want uh, a decision to be taken too hastily if that damages their chances of, of getting those places. Yeah, definitely. UEFA, I think, are keen to, to keep all the leagues in step on this because, you know, once as soon as one league goes out of alignment, if all the other leagues decide to play on, where does that leave Belgium now if, if everyone else finds in six weeks' time that, that they're able to, to compete, complete their seasons? Of course, Euro 2020 doesn't exist anymore, so there is time, there's, there's a bit of summertime that, that could be used, but is that just a pipe dream that we're going to be back playing football in a stadium full of people in, in a matter of months? You know, how, yeah. how likely does that look right now? But the thing is, another thing with the European competition is that it depends on the country as well, like how the country has coped with the coronavirus. I think in Austria, Austria is actually coping quite well in comparison to a lot of European countries. So you could have a situation where in Austria, we, we could finish the league either behind closed doors or with some sort of fans in the stadium, whereas in England, they can't complete the league. So what happens then to the competition? So you'd have some leagues that are finished, other leagues that are half finished. Where do, what, what does UEFA do in that situation? Because it all depends on how each country has coped with this uh, coronavirus. And uh, there are, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into all the politics, but in Austria, has, the, they've coped very, very, very harshly and very, very strongly with this outbreak, whereas in some countries they haven't. Just uh, sticking with you for a second then, Simon, yeah. I know everything is very changeable at the moment, but what do you currently see as we sit here in the first week of April as the most likely way to get the Austrian season finished? I think it'll be at least six to eight weeks until there's any form of football taking place in Austria. I can see them forcing through the behind-closed-doors games with maybe, if it comes to August and there's still games being played, maybe then you can start having fans in the stadium. But I think that the Austrian Federation have said that they want to play games, uh, they want to finish the season by playing games rather than um, ending the season now and crowning last champions. Um, but I, I can see the fact that 
because the season is uh, every team has played each other twice. Lask are leading the league. I can understand why in Austria it is probably probably the easier option just to crown Lask champions because 22 games have been played, 12 teams in the league. Why not? But I think the the, the first option I said is the most likely because I can see um, the, uh, the, the the Bundesliga waiting. Yeah. Lee, uh, ignoring what you think might be most likely, I know everything's guesswork at this stage anyway, of course, that has to be said over and over again. Um, which, what's the option that you'd most like to see and which option are you really hoping that it doesn't come down to? Well, I was at the Man United last game uh, a few weeks ago. It's pretty much the last time I did anything outdoors before this all happened. And I have to say, uh, it was such a flat occasion. It was horrible watching a game behind closed doors. So I would hate to see it. But uh, personally, um, I do think it's probably the one that's going to keep most of the clubs satisfied. Because if you declare it null and void, then clubs that were gunning for promotion, like Reed, are going to get unhappy. If you finish it as it stands, Salzburg are going to be unhappy. So I think probably the fairest way would, would be to complete it behind closed doors. Obviously, that comes with the, you know, the downside that if they take that approach and do play it behind closed doors, then there's a worry that you know, as soon as one player gets infected again, then it becomes impossible. So it is really a, not a decision I'd like to be making myself. Yeah, a really, really tough time. I think finishing the season now after 22 games would be more likely if... I'd love to know what the Bundesliga statutes are at the moment for Austrian football, because I would imagine, I've got this suspicion that after this season, they're going to have something written into the statutes that says, in extraordinary circumstances such as this one if 22 games are played we can declare the league finished at this point and nobody can criticize you know nobody has mm. a legal recourse against that but i would imagine not knowing anything i would imagine that is not in the statutes currently and therefore they would open themselves up to a lot of legal trouble if they do do that and so i wonder if that's just one of those things that down the line will be sort of consigned to like a, a weird passage in the rule book that actually says you know Law 576B, if something like this happens, the, the, the champion is, is crowned after 22 games. Um, you know, you might, we'll, we might be looking back on that in the history books and saying, oh, I wonder why that rule's put in there. But um, mm. yeah, it's very, very difficult to know how things carry on. Yeah, what I mean, do we do? <laughs> I, just, I do it, just wonder it, that with the Belgian scenario now, maybe in a few weeks' time, in a few months' time, we might be looking back on this kind of discussion and just thinking that that is kind of the only option left now. You know, if, if time runs out and if, if things keep keep on the way they are, there's too many other countries involved. It's not just about Austria. As you've mentioned, there's, there's a whole, you know, there's a, the whole of Europe and the whole of the world really needs to be considered. And if, if time keeps ticking on, maybe we will just have to finish it here. But there, there is one more scenario that we haven't actually discussed yet, and that is known as the Belarus. <laughs> just keep playing. Just, just ignore what's happening around the world and uh, just, just go for it. Which, uh, I mean, honestly, I think it's quite, quite incredible that they are still doing this. But I think basically what's happened in Belarus is they've worked out that everyone's so desperate for for football that they, they can get some really good TV deals, deals at this point. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that's probably a, probably a good situation for them to, to be doing really. 
One question, by the way. No, but can you name the other two leagues in world football that are still playing alongside uh, alongside Belarus? So there are just two more in the whole of world football. Yeah, I actually heard this this morning, so I'll uh, hey, you take this one, Tom. I will be here for hours if I try and guess these. It's uh, it's Burundi and uh, and Nicaragua. Wow, they're still going. Yeah. They are still going, but for how long remains to be seen. Um, I think that's probably enough, isn't it? We can round that off for today. We'll come back with updates if anything else happens. Obviously, it was um, it was worth it. There was a a big change this week with what Belgium announced that uh, opened up the possibility of uh, of last being the champions. And of course, it got everyone here in Austria just wondering whether that's a step closer now. So it's really worth having a chat about this. We'll touch base again if uh, if anything else changes in the world of Austrian football. But for now, I think from all of us, we just hope that everybody stays safe and stays at home. And we are, of course, very much looking forward to getting back out to the football games as soon as possible. I can't in the wait, meantime, <laughs> what have we got, Simon? Tell us about the Austrian uh, Stadium Trophy. Yeah, this is a little tournament we're doing on Twitter to p- pass the time and to get people involved. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, seemingly quite popular. Uh, we're down to the round of 16 now. The polls will take place uh, from the 6th of April to, to the 9th of April. And then the following week, we'll have the quarterfinals, semifinals and final. So that'll be exciting. Uh, there's uh, some random stadiums into the round of 16 and some massive casualties as well already. So I think just because of how active they are, uh, first Vienna's Hoavata and Venus Sport Club's Sport Club Platz, probably the two favourites. However, I think there could be a surprise, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I think those two are the heavy favourites right now because they have a lot of support. Yeah, the, the luck of the draw. I think that we can say between the Austrian Stadium Trophy and the uh, virtual other Bundesliga, <laughs> which I'm playing on the weekends, we've probably got the biggest football tournaments in Austria right now on our Twitter page at other Bundesliga. <laughs> Lee, I know you did a nice interview the other day with uh, Rapid Vienna captain Stefan Schwab. That'll be out on our social media platforms very soon on YouTube. It's one worth checking out over the weekend. And I spoke to Samuel Tete of Lask this week as well. So we've got a player from the league leaders. They're telling us about their footballing memories, their favourite shirts, how they're training at home. Uh, a lot of sort of informal, fun background chat about what they're doing to pass the time. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys are keeping well and hope that everybody listening is keeping well. So thanks very much for joining us on this episode of The Other Bundesliga. Bundesliga.